Amen. If you have your Bibles, would you open up to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3? Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 10 to 14. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this. If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busy bodies. Now those who are such, we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. And if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that person and do not keep company with him that he may be ashamed. Amazing words. Workload is an amount of work for somebody. It's the amount of work assigned to a person or group to do in a specific period. What if the Lord gave us a workload? What if the Lord increased our workload? What if the Lord gave another, a workload, less workload, but paid them the same. The Lord has given us a workload. As believers, we have a responsibility to do the work assigned us by the Lord Jesus Christ. And individually, the Lord gives to each a specific workload, and we are responsible for the work assigned to each of us by the Lord Jesus. 2 Thessalonians 3, verses 11 and 12, For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Now those who are such, we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. In the J.B. Phillips New Testament, now we hear that you have some among you living quiet, undisciplined lives, never doing a stroke of work, and busy only in other people's affairs. Our order to such men, indeed our appeal by the Lord Jesus Christ is to settle down to work and eat the food they have earned themselves. If we are there tonight, let's hear the appeal. Let's heed the appeal. Now the Lord has given us a workload, and I want to ask tonight, what if the Lord increased our workload? What if the Lord added to our workload? Would we be okay with that? What if the pay was the same? And what if the workload increased, but the wage remained the same? Just last week, I was at the dentist's office. How many love a trip to the dentist's office? I'll write a few. And things have changed at this dentist's office I've gone to since I was a little child. 
the dentist retired, and so too his assistant, and so time for change. My first appointment with the new regime. So I went in and had to wait longer than normal, longer than I normally have ever waited at the dentist. And then I was brought into the room where they do the teeth cleaning, sat down in the chair, and the lady who cleans the teeth was apologizing, and she was saying, I got to get the stuff ready for the x-rays, and that was odd because she had never, ever taken my x-rays before. It was always a dentist's assistant, and so she was apologizing that she was late, and, you know, I'm sorry I have to do this now, and I said, oh, they've increased your workload. And her response was, at least I have a workload. It's all in how you look at it. And she was apologizing that she had to now take the x-rays, but that was what was required. Paid no more, but more responsibility. What if the Lord increased our workload, and what if the pay was the same? Would we be thankful and grateful that we still have a workload. So he increased our workload. And I pray that our response would be at least we have a workload. Rather, what an honor that we have a workload. What an honor that the Lord has granted us a workload. Again, the amount of work for somebody or the amount of work assigned to a person or group to do in a specific period. What if the Lord gave us a workload? And here's a question tonight. What if the Lord gave another less workload? We paid them the same. Would we be okay with that? What of our heart? What of our attitude? Well, let's read the parable of the workers in the vineyard. Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 to 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing standing idle in the marketplace, and said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right, I will give you. And so they went. Again he went out about the sixth, and the ninth hour, and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle, and said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day? And they said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right, you will receive. So when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And when those who came were hired about the eleventh hour, they each received a denarius. But when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more, and they likewise received each a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner, saying, These last men have worked only one hour, and you made them equal to us who have borne the burden in the heat of the day. 
But he answered one of them and said, Friend, am I, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first, and the first last. For many are called, but few chosen. The kingdom of heaven is like... Thank the Lord that he has hired us, that he's given us a workload. What of his agreement with others? The Lord is true and faithful concerning his agreement with us. And I wonder, is there a spirit of complaint in us? See, the Lord is faithful and he's true to his word, to what he's promised us. But is there perhaps a spirit of complaint? Verse 10 reads, but when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more. I mean, put yourself in the story tonight. You've worked all day. And these others come on the scene. The 11th hour, and they receive the same pay. They supposed that they would receive more the first and they likewise received each a denarius. Verse 11 and verse 12. And when they had received it, look at their response. They complained against the landowner, saying, These last men have worked only one hour, and you made them equal to us who have borne the burden in the heat of the day. Would we thank God for the workload he's given us? And would we thank him that he is generous enough to pay us? And would we thank him that he's true to his word and delivers to us exactly what he has promised? Verse 13, he answered one of them and said, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? I mean, we had an agreement. I sent you out. In fact, I didn't increase your workload. This is what we agreed upon. You agreed. You, you were glad for the, for the work. You were pleased with the wage. And now because others that have worked less receive the same, you have a spirit of, of complaint. See, sometimes there's trouble in the vineyard because we are concerned with our rights, our benefits, our pay, our workload, our time out in the sun. Bearing the burden in the heat of the day and we look at others that the Lord has given them less and we begin to murmur in the vineyard. We actually begin to murmur and complain in the kingdom of God. This is what the Lord is teaching us. We say to ourselves, he must be paying them less. And when evening comes, verse 8, so when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to the steward, call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. I just want to say tonight, let us concern ourselves with our workload assigned us by the Lord Jesus. 
Let us concern ourselves with our work ethic, and let's get eyes and mind off others' wages. Why are we always concerned with what others are getting? If there's a spirit of a complaint in us against the owner of the vineyard, let's, let's repent and carry on in our labor. You know, when he gives out the wages, let us receive ours with the spirit of gratitude. Even if others receive the same, let's not have a spirit of complaint when the Lord delivers to us our wages. Let's be thankful. Verses 14 to 16. Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give this last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first and the first last. For many are called, but few are, are chosen. Me amplified. I am not permitted... Am I not permitted to do what I choose with what is mine? Or do you begrudge me? Am I being generous? Is your eye evil because I am good? Listen to the NLT. Should you be jealous because I am kind to others? The voice. Does my generosity somehow prick at you? I mean, imagine the Lord saying this. J.B. Phillips' New Testament. Must you be jealous because I am generous? quite the story, quite the words. What is happening inside of us at the generosity of the Lord towards others? It's a good question to ponder. What's going on inside of us at the generosity of the Lord towards others in our church? In our peer group. In the workplace. What's going on inside of us? What kind of a reaction? What kind of a heart? What kind of an attitude? What happens inside of us at the generosity of the Lord towards others? In the kingdom of God, in natural things, what's going on inside of us? The generosity of the Lord towards others. It's a good question to ponder. You know, let's let the Lord be the Lord and we his humble and grateful servants. Thank him for the work, Lord, he has given us. Thank him for the work, Lord, he has assigned to each of us individually. Let's be grateful, thankful. And here it is. You know, if he increases our workload and the pay remains the same, can we continue in humility and gratefulness? It's a good question to ponder. I mean, he's the Lord. We've given him control. If he comes and he increases our workload and the pay remains the same, 
how will we go on? Will we continue in humility and gratefulness? And Lord, let it be so that if you, Lord, give another less workload and the pay is the same, that we stand at evening time and receive our wages in humility and with much gratefulness. I believe we would say tonight that we want to be good workers, and it's so amazing that he has us working in his vineyard. You know, can we talk for a moment about our occupations? I mean, it's all the Lord's anyways, right? And when we work out there, or wherever we work, we are working ultimately for the Lord. Now, if you don't believe me, we'll let the word correct you tonight, all right? Colossians 3, verses 23 and 24, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that the Lord... Of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Jesus Christ. We serve the Lord ultimately. Now what if our workload increased and the pay remained the same? What of our attitude? What of our work ethic? What manner befits the Christian? Wherever we work, I don't care if we work in a church or we work outside of a church, it does not matter. It does not matter where we work, if we work at McDonald's or the Hotel McDonald's. It does not matter. What if the workload increased? What if we were like that lady at the dentist's office? Everything's changed. Why not? Well, that's not, that's not what I do. That's not my agreement. I've been here longer than you have. Yeah, get over yourself. There's a new dentist in town. No, I'm, I'm thankful, grateful for a workload. Grateful I still have one. I'm not talking about us being taken advantage of. That's different. But what if we do need to pull a little more weight? The boss asks us to. Are we okay with that? Or do we pull out the agreement? And it's not what we agreed upon when you hired me. Or, hey, I'll do it, but throw me a little extra. What kind of attitude befits the Christian? I'm not talking about the worldly. If they want to go after what they think is theirs all the time, that's fine, but how should we act? How should we respond? You know, the Lord is great at promoting us. Don't take matters into your own hands. Just let him work it out. It's proven. But you know what the Lord also sees when we have an attitude and a spirit of complaint, even if it's not voiced at our workplace? He sees it. He sees if we drag our feet when our boss isn't around. He sees it. He sees if we take advantage or if we do the work and we complain under our breath. The Lord knows all things. So they increased your workload. I love to response. At least I have a workload. It's all in how you look at it. You can have the worship team return. You know, that lady did not 
have one word of complaint. She's not a believer, but I thought, what kind of character is that? Not even one word of complaint. Just thankful. What if at our place of occupation someone gets hired later in the day and receives the same pay? Hey, I got seniority here. There's no way you can agree to the same. They've worked less. I mean, I built this thing. I've brought in more than they've brought in. What of the agreement with others? Just concern yourself with your agreement and your workload and your work ethic. You know, the Lord really does care about work ethic. I think sometimes we get confused and think that he doesn't. But he really does. And when he looks down on his children, what does he see? What does he see? How are we doing in the vineyard? What of our work ethic? Is there a disorderly manner? Perhaps we're not working at all. We're just busy bodies, concerned with the affairs of everybody else. Can we hear and heed the appeal tonight? And if we are working well, let's keep it up. Let's not grow weary in doing well. Not grow weary in doing good, but continue on and press on to glorify our Lord knowing that he's working everything out. He's got us right where he wants us. And he'll lead us right where he needs us. I trust we can receive the word tonight. You know, some don't have a workload. Let's be thankful that we do. Let's be thankful that we do. Let's stand tonight. Let's lift up that last chorus. We'll close in prayer. I want to remind everybody that next week we don't have a service due to Thanksgiving. And then the week after that, we're not going to join on Monday night because we're all going to join Friday and Saturday and Sunday for Christ City Conference 2017. And it's going to be an incredible time in the presence of the Lord. I would love to be able to command you all to go. That I cannot do but I would say that the Lord would be well pleased if we would gather to build something great for his kingdom, if we would set aside one, two, three days to really, really get serious, put aside other things, slip in when we can, if we have responsibilities we can't dismiss. But let's come and let's seek the Lord and let's receive. Let's just sing this out tonight and then we'll close. Thank you, Lord. Where my treasure.